After six hours of school, I've had enough for today. I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way. I'm playing Hey everybody, <clears throat> welcome to the first uh, podcast of 2019 uh, from us, UK Hockey Fam. Um, I'm Shane and this is my son. Hi, I'm Finn. Uh, we are Canadians um, and we live in the UK and uh, once or twice a week we try and podcast about what's happening in the, um, in the world of hockey, uh, particularly uh, for the, our uh, team that we support, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Woohoo, let's go Leafs. Um, and we try and bring interesting stories and a perspective um, that may be a bit different than some of the other podcasts you hear because we are living in the UK and yet um, are huge hockey fans and hockey isn't a big thing here. Um, what are some of the things we're going to talk about today? Uh, so I know we were both, uh, both, both pretty sure on wanting to do something about the All-Star rosters because I know there was one, one person in particular that we thought should deserve to be there. Absolutely. We're gonna, let's talk about the, um, we'll get on to talking about the All-Star snub of, uh, of a couple of our favorite players, amongst others. Um, obviously, the World Junior Championships has just finished, yeah. uh, which um, was pretty eventful. Yeah, and uh, I know we wanted to focus a lot on the Canada early exit. That's probably one yeah, of the... Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe not surprise exit, but early exit of, of uh, Team Canada. Um, what else are we uh, going to talk about? Uh, we've got um, loads of Leafs stuff to talk about, so it was a big 5-0 win last night uh yeah five no win last night and then also the next gen game oh which yeah was that, which was the early game that we actually managed to watch this great idea of and i don't i have no idea if every team does it or not but i know the leafs did it um something called the next gen game we'll talk about that too um so lots to talk about today uh first thing i wanted to talk about though is another one of these things that's sort of from my past and that's um some of uh, the sport called ringette and ringette when I was a kid playing hockey in uh, southwestern Ontario, ringette was uh, a sport. Well, basically, girls weren't allowed to play ice hockey. Uh, I, thinking back, I don't know if it was that they weren't allowed or they just didn't. I can't remember. But what I certainly know is that from all my years of playing hockey when I was a kid growing up, not once was there ever a girl on my team. Instead, they had the sport called ringette. Um, Finn, describe the, describe the kit that you use for ringette. So I haven't uh, experienced this firsthand, but I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me that it was like pretty much exactly the same as ice hockey kit-wise, other than the stick was, instead of having a rounded blade, it was just a long, just a long piece of wood, right? Well, basically, this is no word of a lie. As shameful as it sounds, a lot of girls that I knew that played ringette played with a hockey stick that probably belonged to one of their brothers with the, with the, who'd broken the blade off. And then they cut it so it had a proper proper end on it, um, but just no blade. So just the shaft of a hockey stick is what they used to That's use. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, and then instead of a hard puck... They used a weighted ring? Yeah, a weighted rubber ring, hence the name ringette. And so they would play this game um, on ice uh, with skates and, uh, and with hockey equipment on. And basically the, uh, the shaft, this hockey stick shaft... Uh, would go into the middle of this rubber donut thing called the ring and uh, they would you know pass that thing around and and shoot it and whatnot and uh, this basically to my mind is this was a ridiculous 
uh, way to keep girls out of the main sport of hockey by creating a game that was almost identical but used a different stick and a different puck. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see the point in that. And I've, I've also played, I played a version of ringette in training, you know, just as a fun thing at the end of a session. And I don't know how you can make that a sport. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's going a bit far. I'm sure there's probably still some competitive ringette out there somewhere and some people that might be pretty offended by us uh, dissing their uh, sport. But what I do know is that um, I always viewed ringette as a way that they sort of kept girls out of the sport of hockey, which is terrible, obviously. Um, and in fact, nowadays, it is uh, certainly here in the UK, it's just completely normal for uh, um, girls to play hockey uh, from the very youngest age, absolute grass, grassroots level hockey. Um, I know that, you know, women's hockey is huge in the Olympics and things like that. Uh, and um, Finn, Finn's team at the moment has, uh, a, you know, um, probably about 30% girls to boys, something like that. On my actual team. On your team. Yeah, I think so, probably. So, um, and, you know, to be quite honest, obviously, um, especially when people are young, uh, your athleticism can be, can, uh, can show that girls are, you know, stronger, faster, tougher than boys um, in a lot of ways. And so they're perfectly, of course, suited for hockey. And um, watching a mixed uh, hockey game is, uh, is absolutely fantastic. And, um, and, the tenacity that that is generally shown um, by girls is, is is incredible. So I just wanted to kick off with a a, um, a memory really about about ringette from when I was younger and how, in my view, it was always a sport that sort of kept girls out of hockey. And and I'm just so I couldn't be happier that uh, that is um, banished to the past and that girls play hockey hugely successfully. It's the beautiful game that we all love and. Um, it's awesome to see uh, men and women and girls and boys playing side by side uh, in this wonderful game. So long may it long may it last. Right, let's move on to talking about uh, the World Hockey Juniors. You want to talk about the World Juniors? Yeah. Um, so do you want to start about talk uh, start uh, start talking about the Finland game with Canada? Yeah, you go for it. Um, so as we know, it was scored by that in a way fluky goal. I'm pretty sure, but um, so the the game the game tire at, like with a few seconds left in the third, uh, hit someone's shin pad, and went in some really weird bouncy way, and that that tied up the game. Then it went to overtime, whole yeah. the whole broken stick thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And, so uh, so just backing up, the, we're talking about the Canada v Finland game where Canada ended up crashing out, and so um, it was uh, three to two. Uh, yeah, final score three two. Um, final score three two. Um, it was two to one for Canada. Two, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then the I Finns, think it was two Finns one Canada. Tied it up to memory. We've watched so much hockey in the last over the over the last couple of weeks. It's amazing. Um, so Finns tied it up and off a really fluky goal goes into overtime, and everybody who's interested in hockey um, anywhere has now seen that clip of uh, that perfect lateral pass, just a beautiful tape to taper. And the camera angle is just perfect. It's right behind the Canadian player that's lined up on the goal. And he is, um, 
he is he can see the open net we're all looking over his shoulder you can see the whole net's open the goalie's totally uh, distracted pass comes across perfectly winds up to absolutely clap one into a totally empty net and a shaft of a stick breaks right in the center snaps right in half and he doesn't even really it breaks before the blade even gets to the puck and so he essentially fans on the shot and um and canada missed the totally open goal and it is 100 percent down to a faulty stick and i t- i haven't actually heard what what stick was it it was a Bauer stick. Was it a Bauer stick? So we don't use Bauer sticks. Big up True out there. Um, UK hockey fam, um, all four members of the family, we all use True sticks only, XC9s. There you go, big plug. It's the best stick out there for anybody, uh, right or left-handers. Anyway, so Bauer stick busts. Um, and then there was this thing where um, a hockey stick company from Finland. Oh, yeah, the one where they, they sent him a stick uh, saying better luck next time or something. Yeah, so there's a Finnish company that manufactures hockey sticks, and of course that that broken stick basically made Canada crash out of the game. And um, so some Finnish stick manufacturers sent um, what's his name, the shooter? I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was Comtois, but looking uh, at the replay yesterday, I don't no, know what sir. his name is. Uh, they sent him a uh, stick uh, with a little note saying, you know, it was a great game, and we're sorry your, your equipment let you down. So here's a here's a free stick, basically. And, Anyway, the guy must have been absolutely gutted that, uh, that his stick failed at such a crucial moment. And it's pretty rare to see something like that equipment malfunction and, and have such a devastating result. But anyway, that was the end of Canada in the, uh, in the junior ch- um, championships. And so on it went. Yeah, but I'm just going to go back to the broken stick thing quick. So um, that, that broken stick had a direct result. He found on the shot, went to a defenseman, defenseman to the forward, and forward just went and scored. That broken stick literally cost them the game. So we missed a goal, and as a direct result of the broken stick, the puck ends up in the um, possession of the Finns. And they went and scored. And they end up scoring the goal and winning the game. So, yeah, absolutely devastating. Uh, terrible way to, to uh, leave the game. I mean, it's almost... Well, it is worse than, than having to go out on penalty shots. You know how everybody hates to lose... Um, a tournament or a big game on penalty shots and and i would say breaking a stick and and missing an open netter like that is uh, is even worse yeah definitely um but one thing one one positive thing in that game is um i just want to talk about mikey di pietro oh yeah and his unbelievable save percentage he finished the preliminary with a 0.957 save percentage which as you know for a goalie is incredible yeah totally awesome so some amazing goaltending there from di pietro um, and you know, he's got a, obviously a really bright career ahead of him. Um, but just, um, on that game, the Don Cherry thing. Oh, um, oh, what was it? About the, uh, hockey gods. And so we mentioned oh, this in yeah. the last podcast, we talked about the fact that, um, Don Cherry had made this comment on uh, coach's corner where he was, um, where he mentioned that it was crazy for them to have, uh, carried on the way they did score 14 goals um call to the audience for cheering them on and that sort of thing and he uh he called it he said uh you know you play hockey like that you play in a cocky way uh you humiliate your opponent and uh, the hockey gods will come back and bite you and sure enough there's no there's no better example of the hockey gods coming back to bite you than having a broken stick on an empty net yeah and that that especially with that sure goal um, but we watched uh, Coach's Corner in the middle of the Leafs game last night. 
which we will go on to talk about. But um, one of them, <laughs> uh, they they kind of glanced over the topic. Uh, uh, with with the with the whole thing, they were talking about the the World Juniors, and then um, they they brought up that Don Cherry had said that a, a couple uh, hockey night Canada's go, and he he just kind of laughed and brushed it off, you know. But he was completely right yeah, with he that was statement. Right. Yeah, he had a chance to really make a meal of it on uh, Coach's Corner last night, and he just sort of let it go. He knew he was totally right, and that he'd completely called it. Um, anyway, so uh, and in the end, um, I, I think another big um, moment during the, the juniors was uh, the Russian guy's reaction to being beat by the U.S. Did you see that? Oh yeah, where he went, men, he went berserk. He he got that watch, gave it gave it away or whatever. Um, just about stayed in the picture, but stood away stood away from everyone else, and then swore at the crowd. Totally embarrassed himself, and um, you know this came up. Was it last year where the guy threw the medal into the crowd? Sweden. Is that that it? I actually have that video. I'll, I'll look it up in a sec. And and so. This, this comes up from time to time. And the, and the thing to remember here is that these are young guys. And, you know, young people, we're all, you know, we've all been there. Um, you've got your adrenaline pumping. Uh, to be properly competitive, you've got to be completely committed and you're totally all in. You're given 110% and you're totally, totally um, keyed up for it. And, um, and you know, to, to lose under some of these circumstances is just um, more than some of them can take. And it's a, it's a, a definitely a life lesson. Some of them just completely uh, lose it publicly like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got the video here. It was a Swede named Anderson. Oh, yeah. And he, he, I think they won silver or something. Yeah, they, yeah, they came right in second the place. And as they oh. came, as the guy presenting the medals came down the line, um, putting the medals uh, over everybody's, um, yeah, we're looking at it here now. As, as he goes down the line, he um, he puts the medal over people's heads, and uh, one of the guys is so cross that he immediately takes it off, and literally, at this Anderson, number 24, he um, throws it into the crowd. And so that story went on to that he um, apologized and, you know, explained it was, you know, lack of lack of maturity and lack of experience that sort of led to that. And in fact, he got the medal back in the end. Um, whoever whoever uh, caught it in the crowd, somehow it made its way back to the guy. So anyway, this happens again um, in the juniors this year. In um, when the Russians lost to uh, USA, uh, the dude totally freaked out. Yeah, he he basically went berserk. However, he did then release a statement apologizing for his actions. And in the game after, can't remember who that they beat another team. Um, but instead of uh, so they they got bronze or something. I think they got bronze. Um, he got given his bronze medal. Uh, said thank you to all the guys for the who uh, were like handing out the medals and uh, clapped the crowd in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I read the statement that he put out, um, which was really, you know, it was actually, you almost get a bit choked up. Uh, the guy obviously felt terrible and he said how, you know, it wasn't how he wanted to represent himself or, or his family, he mentioned, who, you know, and he knew that he'd sort of embarrassed himself and his family and his coach and stuff. And, um, you know, you 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 got to feel bad for a kid like that. Really, it's just a life. It's just a lesson. You, you know, he'll never do something like that again. Yeah, and the kids that that do the the World Juniors. The reason it's called the World Juniors because they're all like seventeen, eighteen, some 
the oldest being 19 so they're still pretty much kids yeah i know fully i know full-grown men in beer league who lose their temper like that all the time so for some 17 year old to lose it like that is just literally no surprise at all it's just that it happened on a world stage and it just makes it seem all that much um, much uh, more severe you know but anyway, so, so that game ended, and the final was two days ago. No, I'm pretty sure the final was last night. Uh, uh, USA Finland. Uh, USA Finland, yeah. So the Finns who, who knocked Canada out ended up all the way into the final against Team USA. Yeah. So going into the tournament, everybody, I imagine in North America, always imagined that the final will be Team Canada versus Team USA. So at least it was a team that put out Team Canada versus uh, USA. And final score? 3-2 uh, Finland. 3-2 Finland. So USA, in the end, um, losing out to the Finns who knocked Canada out. So a uh, hell of a tournament for, the, for Finland. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, after, after that, there are going to be some scouts or coaches looking at some of those players, especially one the ones that stood out, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... Um, you know, loads of those guys, probably everybody on that Finnish team will, will end up playing at least top flight European hockey and loads of them will probably make it into the NHL, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that whole thing just shows how much hockey is growing in Europe as well, not just North America. Because you've always got those teams like Russia and Canada and USA. Those three teams are usually in the final. But it's great to see other teams like uh, Kazakhstan made an appearance this year. Um... Denmark, I know, I know they got beaten for fourteen uh, nil by Canada in their first game, but they but still they, made ma- they still made it, yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, we got Finland winning the whole thing. It's great. And so the big news for Team GB, uh, aren't they going to be in the next one? Yeah, so they've qualified to be in the uh, in the next World Hockey Junior, so um or World Junior Hockey. I don't know why I keep saying it backwards like that. Um. Yeah, so they've qualified and, and they're going to be in it, which is a huge thing here. Um, you know, it's a big deal. Um, GB's never been in it before. Yeah, I think that I think they also qualified for the World Cup of Hockey as well because when I did my hockey camp, we were talking all about it and watching some of the players that were in it. Oh, yeah, and some of those guys are um, have been in and around your club as well. as a GB coach there or something like that. We yeah, the, in the GB scout. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, big news. And actually, um, we were reminded of it when we were listening to uh, the Steve Dangle podcast uh, last night or yesterday um, that we were we got it here and we're listening to it. And um, lo and behold, when it came up about Team GB, we're not sure, but we think we might have been name checked in in the uh, Dangle podcast. What did they say on there? Uh, They said the official UK hockey people. And our name on Twitter is UK Hockey Fam Official. So yeah, so we're not sure if they mean the actual GB team or they mean UK Hockey Fam Official. Um, because because they, they went on to say that um, the the UK people follow them follow them all and tweet them all the time. Tweet them we, all the time. We tweet them all the time. And, and we do. Them. So Steve, Jesse, Adam, if you're listening, it's <coughs> us. We do tweet you all the time. We love your show. We listen every time. And, um, and you definitely serve as the inspiration for this show. Uh, and we um, we hope that our show is just a, a little uh, you know different to your show in that um, it w- it's our perspective being over here in the UK looking backwards into hockey from here. But um, also, Steve's book is out. Oh yeah, um, 
Big up Steve's uh, book. It's yeah. called uh, This Team. This is Team is Ruining My Life, How I Became a Professional Hockey Fan. We, we pre-ordered it. I can't wait to read it. We love listening to those guys. They're so funny and so smart. And, um, and Steve's book, we're looking forward to it. Steve mentioned that he might uh, even make an appearance over here to do a book, <laughs> book signing or something like that. In, in the Maple Leaf in London. In the Maple Leaf the one, pub. The one Canadian pub. There's a Canadian pub here in uh, Covent Garden, which is a really nice area of London. And we, go, we try and go in there. Every time that we're uh, in London at the weekend or something like that, we'll pop in for some uh, poutine or or, uh, or whatever. You can also buy like Molson Canadian and stuff there. It's about the only place you can over here. So anyway, um, Steve, if you're coming over, uh, look us up before you come. Come hang out with us. Um, bring your skates. You can play with uh, play with my beer league team. Yeah, great. Right on. Okay, so let's get on to talking about the Leafs. You want to talk about the Leafs or the All-Star first? Oh, okay. Yeah, All-Star snub. They're sort of intertwined. So, yeah, let's talk about the All-Star snub. Okay. Um, oh, that, re- that reminds me. Yeah. Have you done your votes for Riley today? Yeah, I did them last night when we were doing the... Oh, we watched the Leafs game. Okay, we've both been voting 10 votes a day for Morgan Riley to uh, be last man in or whatever they're calling it. Um, and I haven't done mine yet today. Remind me when we, when we get off here. Yeah, but... Um, who was the one guy that we thought should be in it, and it's unbelievable that he isn't. So, Maple Leafs, if you're a Leafs fan, or you're even a hockey fan at all, you know that Leafs at the moment are stacked with some amazing players. I mean, this is just the most incredible moment to be a Leafs fan, because there just is absolute brilliance on every line of four lines of, of hockey players. And some of these guys are totally household names now and everything else. And if, if I was going to look at that team and I thought the, f- the first person that I would have thought that would have made it onto the All-Star or been called onto the All-Star team, without a doubt, it is, I'm going to, let's say it, uh, you say who you think it is. We'll say it on three. Ready? One, two, three. Mitch, Mitch Marner. Marner. Yeah. Uh, so Mitch doesn't make it. He doesn't even get a look in. Mitch is, in, is sixth in points with 55 points, which... How many games have we played? Sixth like, in the league. Literally, sixth in the league in points. He's better than Crosby. He's he's better than Ovi. And um, I'm just going to look, look up how many games he's played. He's just well. having the season of his of his life. And, and that's not to do him down. I'm touching wood here, too. I'm sure he's got plenty more seasons to go. But he is absolutely tearing it up. The dude is just brilliant to watch. It's an utter treat. You're sort of sitting there waiting for someone to get the puck to Mitch because you just can't, you know, you can't wait to see what he's going to do with it. He's just, it's just poetry to watch him play. Yeah, Mitch is, I've, I've got the stats here. Mitch has played 41 games, 15 goals, 40 assists, and 55 points, which is more than a point per game. 55 points. At this point, uh, at this time of the season, 55 points at the time that they select the All-Star team, the guy does not get selected. Uh, Matthews, though, so not only selected... Matthews was voted in captain. Tavares was uh, picked by the NHL. And this is this is the one thing. The whole picking by the NHL, I don't I don't always see the... like the, they, they don't always pick the best of players, if you know what I mean. Mm, I'm going to be honest here. I don't even know that I'm a real fan of the All-Star game. Uh, and I haven't really been since I was pretty young. Um, I love the skills competitions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, ev- in the skills competitions, everyone's had just having a bit of fun, right? Yeah. And the whole thing's just about having fun. So I bet it's the same as the Winter Classic. If you're there, it's probably sick, even yeah, yeah. even though we were talking. Anybody would go if you, exactly. go, if you got a ticket. If you got go. a ticket, you'd go, right? But um, seeing it on TV, I don't think it gives it as good as it's meant to be. Not not saying that it's still amazing, right? 
But the, uh, this this is my point of view, but I thought the whole point of the All-Star was to showcase to anyone that would, that's into hockey, even in the slightest, or people that may be potentially into hockey, it was to showcase the talent that the NHL provided. Some of the best talents in the league, and probably even the world. And um, this goes to the whole rule of um, each team has to be uh, represented by at least one player. Yeah. Which means that Carey Price is it. Carey Price is in. Like I know he's great on that on all, but Vasilevsky, Clutchison. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll get on to talking about Clutch in a sec. Um, uh, yeah, but you've, you're missing out. People like Vasilevsky. You got Marnie. You got Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Morgan Riley, yeah. Um, Keith Yandel from Florida Panthers, in it, and then you've got got players like Braden Point from Tampa Bay. Yeah, you've got all these amazing players that aren't making it because of this whole rule. Yeah, which um, I know it would be great for a kid that was um, that was going, and you know you always want one of your uh, one of your hometown teams to be, be in it or whatever. Yeah, but the point of the All Star Game is to showcase the best talent, and you can't showcase the best talent. If half of them aren't there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into this uh, and look back at the rosters from years gone by. If it's always been this sort of spread across the teams, probably has, I don't know. And, um, you know, if people out there listening that aren't Leafs fans might be thinking, you know, come on, you got two awesome guys that that are on the team and playing. But it's like, you just don't understand how... Uh, some of these guys could could have been overlooked, like Matthews over Marner. Even I'm not so sure, but they obviously wanted him for captain, and so they they uh, they put him on the team for that. But uh, you know, um, a- any number of least guys and and loads of great guys out there could have been picked. So may, you know, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes there. If they're actually trying to put together a team of guys that they think will play well together, as you would uh, as like a normal coach would or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's that because the board, the NHL board, just picks picks players that they think are good, right? And um, yeah, but they, but maybe they look at them. Maybe they just have them all up there and they think, right, okay, here's all the guys that we think are good enough. Now, which of these guys do we think would actually play together and and give no, an no, entertaining no. game? There is a genuine rule that you have to have one player representing each team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what I'm saying is, let's say that they got the board up there. They've got. Yeah. They, they've they've said right the short list before we pick anybody. Who's on the short list from Leafs? And so they say right. So Matthews is on that. Marner's on that. Um, Riley's on that. Uh, Tavares. Tavares is on Anderson. that. Nylander's on that. Whatever you know, and uh, and then so then they put those up there and then they shortlist from all the other teams and let's say they got all those names up there. Now it's a shortlist. They haven't actually picked it. And then they go to that group of people and say right, and out of that. Let's try and assemble a, a a team that we would think would be awesome together. Yeah, I guess that could be. I don't know if they do yeah, it yeah. that way, but I, that's the way they could do it. Yeah, I'm. I guess that's. I guess that's a possible way that they'll do it. But then again, they're the board. They're not coaches, right? So yeah, but they, I, these guys are going to be pretty knowledgeable. They're going to watch a bit of hockey. They're going to be knowledgeable, but how can you accurately know who's going to play well with each other? If they've never ever played with each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, like well, they're they're all on opposite teams. Yeah, this this just reminds me of like British uh, soccer or whatever, where they just they reckon that they just buy these crazy expensive individuals, and if they ram them all together on the same team, they'll be awesome, and they never are. Yeah, but you can uh, you can also look at things like um, going back to Leafs, Kessel. Yeah, Go- great for the Leafs. Started to cl- to decline in talent, especially around the time that we we traded for Nuff. Yeah. Um, 
we traded him and he's on the Penguins wins two cups. Yeah, totally different player though. Exactly. Well, yeah, I guess, but... I mean, he becomes a totally different player under that situation. So when he's playing yeah. with different guys, totally different. Exactly. Chem- but totally that, but different chemistry. That, that's, that's, that's the point though. So um, you, so w- with that whole thing, if, Kess- if Kessel came back to the Leafs, hypothetically, mm-hmm. if, he, if he got put on a line with Tavares and Mana, he'd be pretty good, right? I... You, I I, th- I think with players like you, Kessel, you think he would be, yeah. Yeah, you you'd think he would, but if you think about it, Kessel's the type of player that he's only as good as the rest of his line mates. If you know what I mean, mm. if you put him on an if you put him on a line with say, I don't know if you put him on like a f- on a fourth line or something of like a really bad team, he's not going to do much, right? He yeah. has he hasn't got he hasn't got the other guys that will help him. Yeah, I think I get what you're as, saying. As soon as you put him with Crosby and you put him with Malkin, he's sick. Yeah. Okay, where were we? Where were we with that? Oh yeah, so so um, all star team snub. So yeah, it's unbelievable, you know, that uh, with this is always going to happen. So a couple a couple of Leafs get on uh, Matthews and Tavares, and uh, you know a couple don't. A couple obvious choices don't make it on. So we're pretty gutted that uh, that some of our favorites didn't uh, didn't make it on the all star game. Yeah, um, but then again, if you look at it from the other perspective, in in this case, in this in this year especially. The Atlantic, so our division, it would literally just be a hybrid team of Tampa and Leafs. Yeah. So I guess if you put it that way, then it's only fair if a couple other guys get in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, right. Let's get on to Leafs proper. Okay. So right. So Next we'll, gen game? Yeah, we'll talk about the next gen game first. So, so what are your thoughts on the whole idea of the next gen? So the next gen, next gen game was um, basically, and I thought it was amazing. And yeah. so the concept is that um, to uh, keep linked to grassroots hockey, that they would hold a game that um, was specifically aimed at the next generation of hockey players. And um, so all the young, um, basically, boys and girls out there uh, playing hockey uh, in, the mi- in the super minors, you know, and Adam and all that sort of thing, and, uh, or just starting out. And that the whole experience, every part of the game's experience would be aimed at those young people, the next generation um, of hockey. And it was, I thought it was totally amazing. I I mean, I didn't even really know it was coming kind of thing. I I heard that it was next gen hockey, but I didn't really know what it meant. Yeah. And um, right from the very beginning of the game when they have that sort of animated video thing. Uh, Yeah, on, on the ice. The whole thing it, on the ice. It was sort of like or, an, an um, animated video game of oh, uh, um, on um, of Austin Matthews and and Marner. And wasn't it like I'm pretty sure that was on the Leafs Instagram. Maybe. Well, no. So it was actually on the uh, on the footage too, like uh, on yeah. the actual live broadcast. And so it had right from that you knew like wow, this is something a little different. And then um, at the start of the game, uh, they had every every player on both teams had their own had a mirror player wearing the same kit and the same number who was like a little kid yeah a boy or girl exactly and um and so they came out with them not only that but then um it was so cute and the refs and the linesmen each had had, each had a little kid um dressed exactly yeah 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 uh, the announcer in the actual rink i'm pretty sure yeah the the rink announcer who was doing the announcing was uh, a kid I'm not sure if it was a boy or girl. If their voice was so high, could have been either. Yeah. But uh, even the announcer at the rink was a kid. 
Yeah. Then you had um, the two coaches, the, co- the coaches, so the mini Babcock, or mini whatever. Babcock, and uh, and the other bench coaches were there. I think there were like three kids in suits on the bench on both sides. Yeah, uh, and uh, then you have the commentators as well, like yeah. the broadcasters or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the com- min- uh, mini commentators. There was even a mini grapes there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. See that kid in that crazy yeah, yeah, red yeah. tartan suit or whatever. Yeah, they they did they did something in the intermission, and um, then you had the the two kid reporters as well that did different things. Yeah, yeah, that were doing the doing uh, things in the in the interval and stuff. Like oh that. yes, because some kid. Um, so we're gonna move on to this in in a, in a minute, but some kid interviewed Nylander Oh yeah. In the break. Yeah, which yeah. I, it was so cool. Totally awesome. You know, hats off to the Leafs and and the NHL and whoever else was involved in that. That absolute piece of genius. If you want to stay connected to grassroots hockey and you want to keep, uh, uh, you know, want to keep talent coming through a sport, that is absolutely how you do it. And that's what's missing so much over here. Yeah, that, that's that's the one thing that's going to keep kids interested. And uh, I'm, I also think it's going to bring in more attention. Yeah, yeah. Just just seeing that kind of thing, and I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I've ever seen that anywhere else in sport. I know you see them in like football get or soccer games here. Yeah. But um, like with the, the the little guys with the with the actual players, but yeah, they call them mascots, which is weird. Yeah, because mascot to me is like gritty. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the whole thing, pretty much being run by kids, I think that's one way that you're going to get more interest in the sport. You're going to keep kids interested, and the sport's just going to c- progress. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've talked. I think it was two podcasts ago. We talked about you know what's missing um, here in in the uh, in hockey program that keeps GB from becoming a more competitive uh, country in the sport. And it all boils down to, in our analysis, a lack of ice and a lack of ice time. Um, But, you know, it's that sort of publicity and connection with with the top flight professional teams that uh, that is totally missing. Um, Most kids here will never see uh, a hockey game. Yeah, I I know for me, um, in my school especially, the the amount of kids that knew about ice hockey before I went in there, two people maybe had heard about it, and I don't I, and I think maybe a couple of had watched it on TV in like the Olympics. But that's it. And again, this is so Finn's at high school here, and uh, f- we reckon that there's about fifteen hundred kids there. Yeah, Finn's the only one that plays competitive hockey in in the whole school, and most of these kids have no idea what it is. Yeah, exactly, and um. Anyway, so uh, that was the next gen game, and so somewhere in amongst all that stuff was uh, just a normal, um, normal game from the from the regular schedule, and uh, we played against Minnesota. Minnesota lost. Yeah, but we can um, we'll talk about we'll talk about the the outcome and like the goals and stuff if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's get on to that. Okay, so I've got them all here. So we lost four three. Yeah, it was a a, um, high scoring game for both sides, really. But do you remember who scored seven seconds into the game? Oh, yeah, Mitchie. That was... Mitchie bangs one in seven seconds into the opening. Tied, tied a franchise or league record for quickest goal in so a game. I so I thought it was a... I thought he tied a franchise record, but somebody on Leafs Nation on Facebook straight away said, no, no, um, someone else had, had scored one four seconds in. I'll have to check on that. But um, but uh, certainly in the broadcast that they said that he had... Uh, that Mitch had tied a franchise tied a record with a seven-second goal. Yeah, so Leafs are one nil up. Uh, Amazing uh, yeah, and that was sec- sec- Seven seconds into the first period, um, Mitch Marner scores again, five thirty eight into the second. Man, that's that's all star material right there. Oh, wait, he's not it. Oh no, he didn't get picked. <laughs> Stupid. 
Um, Minnesota, Charlie Coyle, uh, 9-10 to the first, brings back brings it back to uh, 2-1. Yeah, and then uh, Koivu. Miku Koivu, uh, five, five minutes, nine seconds into the second. And then finally, the dam breaks. Finally. I can't believe Poor that old happened. Willie. I cannot imagine the, the uh, pressure that he's put, um, uh, that, that he's been under. Self-inflicted or otherwise, whatever your perspective is on that, the pressure that that kid's been under must have just been immense. And he yeah. finally banged one in. Yeah, Nylander finally scored a goal, uh, assisted by Matthews. Uh, pretty sure it was a wraparound goal. He went around and then just sniped it. Who did you say assisted on that one? I think it was Matthews. Matthews. I think right. Matthews assisted. Um, that's his first goal of the season, 8-16 to the second period. And uh, his celebration, uh, first it was a, it was a pure, oh, yeah. pure joy. Yeah. And then it was uh, the, the monkey, monkey off, off my back. back type of thing. Yep, monkey yeah, off the back. That was class. I, c- I can't believe it. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, and uh, hopefully it's the start of him opening right up again. So, yeah, here we go. Light it up, Nylander. Here we go. Ready. It's going to be a two 200-point season or whatever. Some crazy <laughs> yeah. season. He's just going to light it up like five goals a game. That'd be awesome. Right. Next goal in, though, from another Minnesota goal from Spurgeon, I think. Yep. Jared Spurgeon, uh, 9.36 into the second. Uh, um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's tie at 3-3. That's it. Yeah, tied it up. And um, and then uh, in the, still in in regulation time, uh, Minnesota ba- managed to bash one more in. Zach Paris. Yeah, Zach Paris, uh, four thirty one to the third, and that, to be honest, the Leafs should have scored again. If you know what I mean, that's four minutes into the third. Yeah, and so oh, actually, who was in the uh, who was in net? Uh, Michael Hutchinson. So a new guy, uh, Michael Clutchison. Hutch Clutchison um, starts out, shows up. So backing up a bit, Freddie's got a gro- out with a groin injury. Yeah. Um, Nylander, of all people, smacks um, smacks him in the face. No, uh, Sparks. Sparks, yeah. So no, it takes a, a, rips a rips a clapper in uh, training, in uh, practice, Concussus and hits Sparks in the face. Who gets a is on concussion watch or whatever, and so our goalies are out. And um, so we just, in the last podcast, we talked about how we just um, traded for Hutchison. Yep. And uh, we had to instantly bring him up. So out, out he comes to start this game. And uh, he's wearing pads of the colors of Florida or whatever. Where, where did he come from? Uh, yeah, Florida. So he's wearing his Florida, Florida colored pads. He's got just a white mask on with no paint. At all. It, it literally has a leaf sticker and two stickered numbers. So he didn't have that in the first. No, no, he, in, he, had, in a, he had a genu- He had like one of the stickers you buy for like a dollar. Yeah, somebody whipped down to the uh, to the fan booth and bought him a sticker or something. <laughs> so, so he had something on there. Welcome to the Leafs. You can have a yeah, sticker. Here you go, uh, free sticker. Anyway, so that was um, Hutchison's start for Leafs, and he had a pretty good game. Um, but it probably uh, you know a lot of people. There's a lot of chirping and chat. Um, uh, negative towards him after that loss, which I thought was unfair. But ne- and, um, nonetheless, he had another chance to um, to redeem himself. He played last night played against last night, uh, Canucks. Uh, yeah, Vancouver Canucks. And um, the score? result a little different. Yeah, a- everyone's opinion changed on him after this game. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like flipping a switch. So we played played against the Canucks last night, and uh, Leafs would have dug out a huge win, five uh, nil. Five, uh, yeah, five five nil win. Five nil win. Uh, Hutchison, the clutch, 
Clutchison um, records a shutout in his second game. So first game, people are all over him about it. Poor guy. Second game comes out, and at least he's got a uh, he had a blue painted mask with a with a white leaf sticker on it or something. So he starts to look the part. But anyway, he uh, answers all his critics by uh, nailing a shutout five nil. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go through the scores first, and then we'll have a look at the shots. All right. Um, so Tavares, uh, 27th of the year, assisted by Riley and Brown, uh, giving Toronto a 1-0 lead, 8.54 into the first. Um, and then Trevor Moore um, with oh, yeah. with that coast, almost coast, I'm pretty sure coast-to-coast goal. Yeah, ab- absolute beauty. Um, and he's an AHL call-up, and we were talking about this yesterday, when your AHL call-up scores the kind of goal like that, and then scoring five-hole. And he's on the fourth line. He's on the fourth line as well. If your AHL call-ups can do that, yeah. you're going to make you're gonna go far in the Stanley If your Cup fourth playoffs. line is producing goals like that, and your call-ups are on the fourth, li- fourth line producing goals like that, you're cup-bound. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Trevor Moore, assisted by Igor Ozhiganov. Oh, yeah, Ozhi. Uh, defenseman. Uh, no one really knows what he's going to be yet. He still hasn't proven much. But, um, but he showed up last night. Showed up last night. He even uh, recorded a goal last night, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so next goal, uh, it's 2-0. Uh, next goal by Austin Matthews. Yeah, the beast. Th- uh, in the third period, uh, 3-0 Toronto, and that was assisted by Andreas Jonsson. Lovely. And then going also to the next goal, uh, flipped around, Andreas Jonsson, assisted by Austin Matthews. Superb. Uh, 4-0 Toronto. Great pairing. Yeah, this, they're, they're, they're proving to be very good. Yeah. And then with Nylander on that line, it's look, starting to look very nice. Yeah, that's sick. Um, and then finally, Igor Ozhiganov. Again. Uh, second point of the night, assisted by Austin Matthews and Travis Dermott to make it 5-0. Nice. No Mitchie, though. No, Mitchie didn't record a point last night. He, he, was, he, was, he was still too tired from carrying the team the other night. He's crap. Losing. Yeah, I'd never put him on the All-Star. That's why he's not in the All-Star. He's garbage, isn't he? Awful, man. (laughs) No, huge victory for Leafs last night. So, um, really great. Um, So, I've got a couple other stats here. So, shots on goal. Um, So, Hutchinson uh, saved 28 shots uh, to record a shutout. And Toronto took 34. Awesome. Yep, no, great stats. Um, I'm just looking at the clock here. We've been on for, getting on for an hour. Um, maybe we'll wind this one up for now. We'll try and do one again later in the week or something. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do before we, um, before we forget is thank some of the great people that have, um, helped us out and certainly helped our family, uh, stay, um, in, in hockey here, which is not easy. You can, we can use all the support we can get. Yeah. Um, one of the best training aids that we've ever had or I've ever seen is um, one of these screens that comes down in front of your garage door that keeps your door from getting wrecked. And um, the best one out there is, um, may, is, is a Canadian made by a fantastic Canadian company in Ontario called the Sports Screen. Yep. Um, and that's been a real lifesaver for us, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So those guys have been great. They sent us one over, um, getting on for two seasons ago now, and we use it all the time and it's absolutely genius. And, uh, these, the guys at sports screen could not be any nicer. So wishing them every success. They're such great guys, such a great product, the sports screen, check it out. Made in Ontario, Kitchener, maybe I'm not sure somewhere around yeah. Southwestern Ontario. 
and um, and they just we, they come with our um, absolute seal of approval. We love those guys. Yeah, it's great, and uh, you can tell it's good because uh, I've I've seen footage of Mitch Marner shooting on one. So oh yeah, you can, you can tell it's pretty good. Well, we could be All Star team snubbed. There we go. That's why we've been snubbed. Yeah, we haven't been picked either. Yeah, stuff Mitch Marner, mate. We've been snubbed there. Another quick name drop there is uh, another Canadian company um, who got in touch with us, and that's um, Bionic Skate Blades. Oh yeah, I literally love those blades. Yeah, they are totally awesome. So, totally innovative technology. Super strong, super lightweight. I mean, I'm talking noticeably lighter than step blades or anybody else. Yeah, uh, they are amazing, game uh, changer. And we were talking about this the other day. I lich since the summer, since the start of the season, I haven't had to sharpen them. Yeah, so, and they're still going. So, <laughs> which is incredible. I mean, they just hold an edge that long. They're that they're that awesome. And then just one final name drop. And that is that it's hard to get your skates done properly here, especially if you need profiling on some new blades. And the only place that we could get them done that I knew of was this awesome shop up in Sheffield, up north here, uh, called Puckstop. And so they took them in and uh, did both my skates and Finn's. Um, Finn is in APX2s at the moment, switching over to 1Ss. One, one and I've got a pair of 1Xs and um, Puckstop uh, Puck take care of our skates, even though they're like four hours away. They're the guys who take care of our skates here. When we're back home, it's Hermes in London, Ontario. Big up to Hermes. Love that. Love those guys too. Anyway, this is just turning into a name drop fest. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's wrap it up then. Okay. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. It's really great to have you with us and uh, tune in again. Oh, thanks um, once again to uh, Lawrence Ebert, who uh, is the guy who does our theme song, which we love. We end up singing it all week long. Hopefully it'll get become an earworm for you guys too. Uh, thanks, Lawrence, wherever you are. Anyway, Finn, I'm out of here. All right, see you guys. It's Cheers. The best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good.